You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're your hosts today for Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. I was actually waiting for somebody to say, welcome back. <laughs> that's like, oh, that's me. That's me. Heather. That's Maybe I should Heather. speak. Speak. Hurry. Quick. But excited to have Brian Gibson on the phone. He is the executive director of the Pro-Life Action in Minnesota. Thank you, Brian, for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, Pro-Life Action Ministries uh, was the first uh, to organize sidewalk counseling in the United States 40 years ago. So we've wow. been around about 40 years. Uh, I got involved in the ministry uh, during the summer of that of 1981, 40 years ago. So I've been hanging around it myself for a long time. Um, I was hired as the first full-time staff member 35 years ago, and I've been the executive director since the beginning of 1989. So I've been kind of in this position for a long time. Uh, the organization, we are the ones who go out to the abortion facilities, uh, train our train volunteers to go out and uh, offer the love of God and the hope and uh, the uh, concrete, solid uh, financial and other resources available to women who are seeking, who are going in for scheduled abortion appointments to try and dissuade them and save save their babies from being killed that day. And uh, with our sidewalk counseling program, we've documented uh, just shy of 3,600 babies that we have saved throughout the years. Wow. That's amazing. Brian, can you tell us, what was it that got you into this ministry to begin with? Going back to the, the early 80s, uh, so you've, you've been in, in the pro-life battle for literally decades and decades. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us sort of what moved you to, as it turned out, did you know you're going to be devoting your life to this? Um, no, okay, no, so, no. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I've got, I've got a really super short answer because it's one, one word, and then I've got the longer answer. So I'll give you the short <laughs> answer first because it's kind of fun. God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, I, had, I had just had, uh, uh, I, I was in my, my early to mid-20s, uh, just post-college years, and I had fallen away from my faith, uh, leaving after high school and going through those college years. And I had just come back to God in a very powerful way and back into the church. And uh, so I'm, I'm fresh at this, and, and, uh, and I started hearing um, the founder of our organization, uh, the late Michael Gorski, Brother Michael Gorski, um, and he was, he was just eloquent, and it resonated in my heart so deeply that I got involved. Uh, when they came and asked me to interview for a position here about five years later um, and and then decided to actually take the really ridiculous step of hiring me, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 my wife and I said that we would give it 18 months. Hmm. 18 and months. And here it is, 35 years <laughs> later. <laughs> <I'm still laughs> here, so. Wow. Okay. But but it is it, it's a calling. There's there's no doubt about that, and uh, and uh, it, it's something God has 
put so deep in my heart that uh, I can't even think about not doing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're our, our purpose as an organization. I told you about the Silo Council. We also do a lot of prayer activities at the abortion facilities. We do a Good Friday prayer vigil every year. That now, up until the pandemic stuff, yeah, we we were pushing close to four thousand people showing up uh, to pray all day with us on Good Friday. Um, the local archbishop and uh, uh, an auxiliary bishop, as well as many priests and other Protestant ministers, come out and help lead throughout the day. And uh, we do stuff like that year-round all the time. Uh, we, we take on the issues of abortion where it needs to be taken on in what we call direct action. The very fundamental understanding of our organization is that there's a lot of good work that is being done and needs to be done to bring an end to abortion altogether, but every single day there are real living human beings being killed by abortion, and as followers of Jesus Christ, we have a duty to be there to try and save every life that we can, adhering to gospel values, being peaceful and prayerful, but we have to be there to try and save every life we can. Amen. Amen. Well, the reason I have you on today, Brian, is because I was... Uh, an article was brought to my attention um, through Minnesota Monthly. And what it is, is with the pandemic, people were getting creative on how to provide different services for people. Can you explain a little bit about what this article is talking about? Well, this, this article is about a new organization that started during the pandemic, which is called Just the Pill. Um, Just the Pill is basically a young doctor, woman doctor, who decided that she would start doing abortions um, and that she would start doing them to the rural areas of Minnesota. Um, and so uh, just the till, actually, I think it was even after July of last year that they came into existence. They they want to uh, purchase a, a mobile unit, convert it uh, into their unit to take around the state, um, and they want to be doing both what I call chemical abortions or abortion pills. They're already doing those. And they also want to do surgical abortions out of this mobile unit that they want to drive around the state. They're purposely targeting uh, northwestern and southwestern Minnesota, the most rural areas of the state. Well, and... In, in so I also read, too, that the state had to um, pass certain legislation so that this was possible, or they alleviated some of their legislation. Can you talk about that? Well, nothing, nothing actually was, was passed within the state. What, what did happen is, at the federal level, the, the Federal Drug Administration, the FDA, uh, puts out regulations on how abortion pills are, are allowed to be administered. Uh, they put the, the time range on how old the child is to be that they're trying to kill, how far along the woman is in her pregnancy, in other words. Uh, they also put in safety measures for the woman uh, because these drugs that are taken to kill the child can be very, very dangerous for the woman. We know it's dangerous for the baby. It's intended to kill the baby, but it can be very dangerous for the woman as well. So the FDA had put together all sorts of uh, regulations, REMS as they are called uh, by abbreviation. Um, and so some of the precautions are that the woman have an in-person visit with a physician 
so that she can be properly examined, uh, that uh, the the pill be handed to her, that it can be seen taken by the physician, the the licensed doctor who who is the abortionist, uh, and so forth. So they have all these that were in place. Well, with the excuse of COVID-19 pandemic, um, the originally there was an abortion facility in Maryland that found a federal judge who would suspend the FDA rules. And that was right at the time just the pill was getting into existence. The U.S. Supreme Court then overturned that judge and said the FDA could keep its rules. And then Biden became president, right. and uh, our most devout Catholic president of all times. I say that, hoping I don't get hit by lightning. Um, <laughs> his FDA decided to suspend the rules again using the the, the excuse of the pandemic. Um, and so these abortion pills are now being mailed out to women in rural areas of the state of Minnesota without ever being examined, in many cases without anything more than a phone conversation. Um, And so whatever complications or problems that the woman may have where these drugs could be extremely harmful to her are gone. And so this, this is not just going out and increasing the killing of babies, but it's also increasing the harm done to women. Hmm. So, be, so before um, they they would have to go through these various steps in order to get access even to the pill, obviously, let alone um, a surgical abortion. But now uh, there's there's a, there's essentially it's it's incredibly quote unquote easy for them to have access to the pill. Exactly, and that's what that is. What is 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 the intention? It's what Just the Pill wanted to do in the first place. Even though under the the FDA regulations, when they were being enforced, they could not do that. So when the after the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the FDA rules, and before Biden became president, in those few months, they stopped doing the mail order uh, pills, and they actually. They would, they would have, they still would have the conversations with the women over over an internet feed, the webcam abortions we call them, where they would do, they would do the uh, the telemedicine right. uh, thing, and then they would actually send somebody out in a vehicle to drive out to the woman to deliver the pills in person, trying to work their way around the regulations. Right, um, and so they, that's what they were doing again until the Biden FDA decided to suspend the rules again. And, and even as I was, as I said, the pill, I just, I, I was, I, I was taken aback for a moment because we're not talking about the quote unquote birth control pill um, that regulates a woman's cycle to prevent pregnancy. Again, we're talking about, as you aptly s- described it, chemical abortions, pills that um, bring an end to the pregnancy, thereby killing the baby. Well, that, that, that result in the death yeah. of the baby, that's their intention. So when we're talking about mailing out pills, we're not talking about birth control pills. We're, calling, we're talking about the abortion pill. Exactly, exactly. In fact, if, if the listeners have seen the movie Unplanned uh, yeah. with Abby Johnson, yep. the, the, there is a scene in the movie, actually, actually there's a couple scenes where they depict uh, these chemical abortions, these abortion pills, abortions taking place, 
and one is Abby herself, and, mm-hmm. and it is a very accurate depiction of what takes place with these terrible abortions. So we, we've got a, a, a break coming here up here momentarily, Brian. Can we just start? We can maybe start this this next part of the conversation, then continue after the break. Um, I think we're already going down this path, but the magnitude of things like just the pill and this mobile clinic that they that they want to have, um, how how significant um, are developments like this? Yes, yeah this. This is this is this is a whole new direction, and it's where we're going. Okay, okay. So we're going to talk about more uh, about this, why it's important, and then really want wanting into what we can do um, about developments like this. Right after the break, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and I'm Heather Caro, and we'll be back with Brian Gibson, the Executive Director of Pro Life Action Minnesota. Right after this, stay with us. Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Father Gabriel Wawero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sickbed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive and God can fully forgive you through his love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We're having a very uh, important conversation this morning with Brian Gibson from Minnesota. We're talking about um, an article that I read about a... uh, organization in Minnesota that has started mailing out 
Is it called the morning after pill? Is that correct, or is it something even different than that? No, this is this is not the morning after pill. The morning okay. after pill is a uh, supposed to be a contraceptive, uh, uh-huh. so it does have abortifacient properties to it. Whereas this is an actual abortion. This is this is mifeprestone and misoprostol, and uh, the purpose of this two pill regimen is to directly kill a verifiable live baby within the mother's womb. Wow. Well, and I said during break, I said, I find it shocking because I can't even get antibiotics for a Mm -hmm. sinus infection Mm -hmm. over a phone call. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand how. So can you dive in a little bit more to how dangerous this pill is for women? Well, it's first of all, the the mifepristone is... uh, when it's used in lower dosages, uh, it, it does have a use that's unrelated to abortion. Uh, but they found that uh, there was a uh, French uh, pharma, pharmaceutical company that created this thing. Uh, when it was in its creation mode as an abortion pill, uh, it was called RU486. And maybe some listeners remember that, that name being used for. This is the same thing. So this... this um, what happens is there are conditions with the woman that are counter-indicative of having this put into her body at these high doses. And so if, if the pregnancy, if the woman is pregnant and it's an atopic pregnancy, the baby is implanted somewhere outside of the womb, this will kill the woman or has the potential of killing the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, also... There are some blood disorders the woman may have that are fairly common. Uh, other other issues with hypertension and some other things where, again, this could be a very serious concern to her health, uh, risking her all the way to, again, to, to the potential of death being a consequences. The, the CDC uh, tries to chart uh, complications to abortions in the United States, and what they have been showing for the past decade is that the use of the abortion pill has far greater risks to the woman, complications, than blind surgical abortion at the same gestational age. So this is more harmful to the woman than than a doctor going in not being able to see what they're doing with sharp instruments inside her uterus. Good grief. Mm. I think we're just, like, in shock here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's not good radio for us to be shaking our heads, right? But then right. you end up doing right. something Ex- like this. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I know there's there's other things um, that, that we can and need to talk about, but I, 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 I want to kind of jump for me. So, Brian, what do we do? Like, what, yeah. what can yeah. we do? So okay. I, I think like that's it. part of the, <laughs> like, ah, like, uh, and especially those of us who are quote unquote fixers. And of course, that's been one of the frustrations uh, for us in the pro-life movement is it seems we feel powerless. Mm-hmm. Um, so with things like this, especially for the many listeners who live in Minnesota, but for all of us, what can we do um, about things like this? This is a very good question, and on some levels, I don't have an answer yet. Yeah. Uh, this is very new for us to deal with. This is right. this is the new direction of the abortion industry in the United States. Mm. This is this is the avant garde mm. stuff, and so we're still formulating how to deal with this fully ourselves. 
uh, Pro-Life Action Ministries. We're headquartered in St. Paul, Minnesota. We have a Eucharistic Chapel in Robbinsville, Minnesota. You know, we're here in the Twin Cities, and that's where this woman abortionist is located. This is the headquarters for Just the Pill. So we're already formulating plans to spend some time outside her office and let it be known that something nasty and horrible is going on and hopefully have an impact from there. Mm. Um, Something already that has been done in South Dakota is probably the best remedy um, in, in each state, and that is in South Dakota there is a law that does not allow this to take place. The South Dakota law requires that uh, a woman having an abortion, whatever type of abortion, must be in person and must see the abortionist in person in order to have the abortion. So when the pandemic hit this last summer um, and the abortionists from Minnesota, I apologize to all the South Dakotans, the abortionists come from here, many of them, to Mm -hmm. Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. When they wouldn't go to Sioux Falls, they, that's when Planned Parenthood decided to try and set something up in Laverne, Minnesota, just across the border. Gotcha. And we were able to stop that by just, just a, a lot of people responding so wonderfully in that area. Another effort that's underway, it's happening in Texas, and we're looking at it here from Minnesota now, is called Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn. And the idea is to have ordinances in cities and or counties that they virtually ban this from taking place as well. So we're looking into the legalities with our setups here in Minnesota and so forth. So we're looking at that right now. Um, and, of course, the most important thing you can do is pray. And I don't say that flippantly by any means whatsoever. I think we still have abortion 45, 46 years after Roe v. Wade and even longer after the first liberalization of abortion in the United States because we, the Christians of the United States, have not taken this as seriously as we should, especially in our prayer time. We need to pray daily for an end to this and bring it to an end. Amen. Well, and I love hearing about positive things that are happening, because I think that is so important uh, to hear that, because it's some an issue, we, like you said, we've been talking about it for 45 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it... It just keeps evolving, and so we can't stop the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Now, there's one more really good thing that happens out there. We have the ability to reverse these pills. So if a woman takes the first pill, there is a whole network of organizations and and, uh, physicians across the United States who are are good, they're pro-life, and and they can give a a regimen to the woman who's taken the first pill. She hasn't taken the second yet, and they can still save the life of that baby. And we've had, I think the count is over 500 babies have been saved across the United States in the past decade doing these abortion pill reversals. So, and it's growing. It's, 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 It's gaining momentum. So there's a lot of hope and a lot of good we can do. So at the um, at the state level, so state legislators can take action. Therefore, um, as, as as has long been the case, but I, th- I think when it's your state, to me, it feels like there's a little bit more. We have a little bit more political efficacy. I think the is the term people use where I have an ability to make an impact by reaching out to my state mm-hmm. representatives and encouraging them or asking them to look into legislation like this. Um, and our prayers, definitely, as you said, above all. 
all. Uh, any, and then there's that last point that you were just making, Brian. So if we know somebody uh, who maybe has been considering going down the path, has even started, um, and she's taken the first dose, uh, it can still be stopped undone, if you will. Yes, and, and it's a, the, the website to go to is abortionpillreversal.com. So it's real easy to remember. Yeah. So it's something you can pass on to people who may need to know that information. Well, we're almost done with our interview here. Any last thoughts, Brian, uh, before we let you go? Well, especially, you know, wait, Brian, hold on. Uh, and especially because Heather, the way, her tone of voice there, before we let you go. Um, <laughs> any, any, any hope that you can give us in those you. final thoughts, well, too? Well, absolutely. There's, you know, we are followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. And there is nothing but hope when we're followers of Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, even when we're dealing with the most difficult and, and horrible subjects like abortion, um, the, the great hope is in Him. And so... Uh, whenever we we step out and we act with courage, whenever we stand up and we speak out in truth, whenever we pray ardently, um, we we have hope that this will come to an end. And 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 right now, you know, there's a a, a court case that the U.S. U.S. Supreme Court accepted for next fall Amen. that has the possibility of overturning Roe v. Wade and bringing right. an end to this. Right. So. Right. Yes. There's lots of hope. Lots Keep of hope. fighting. Amen. There we go. <laughs> Keep fighting. And, and Brian, to be honest, just the, you've so you have been involved in the pro-life movement since I was a little boy, to be honest. Um, so just Thanks your a lot. Are you yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was going to say, are you bragging? Um, just no, just the the witness of that, uh, mm-hmm. because as as Heather said, it can feel so like. Uh, uh, like one of the like it seems found like we, another way. we make yeah we make an event it's, sometimes it can feel like one step forward two steps back and I really do think oftentimes not always but oftentimes that's the enemy trying to get us into discouragement or despair mm-hmm. um, so just yeah. the fact that you are still and even in your voice I mean I know this is a heavy serious topic that we're talking about today um, and yet um, just your resoluteness and your own firmness and your conviction and as you said at the at the end there your hope is is an example and a model and and a beacon of hope to all of us so thank you for your witness and thank you for the work that you are doing with pro-life action ministries well thank you for those kind words you are welcome all right well any last thoughts brian before we let you go is that better there you go stay faithful and prayerful that's it all right amen brian gibson thank you so much for joining us today thank you all right. Well, that was a heavy topic, Dr. It was. Bergwald. It was, but important, right? So they go back to it, like in a way, like our thing about the, the opening of the show being thoughtful and aware and mindful. We can't bury our heads in the stand. In the sand, the Lord calls Amen. us to engage in the world and proclaim the good news of His gospel of hope. Amen. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live right after this.